Hello, listeners, and welcome to episode 53 of my podcast, I Stand Strong. I, as always, am Teddy, coming at you from my bear cave in the concrete jungle of the frigid Midwest. And today I am joined by, once again, the biggity bitch himself, Francis. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, I I figured I've, I figured for 50 episodes, you've come on, on and off. And I have, I have yet to use the, 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 uh, the term of endearment. So I figure it's about time. We'll break the seal on that bad boy. (laughs) Well, I'm just sitting back here relaxing. Got my big old stein of beer. Ooh. Oh, it's five o'clock somewhere, I guess. Oh, I know it is early, but I'm like, eh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> I have no room to talk. There have been well, days. I, 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 I have no, I have no plans to go anywhere today. It's going to be pretty much this, probably some gaming and and, and uh, cleaning around the house, and that's all that matters. Like I, I don't, I don't begrudge people having a, a, a you know, a, a sippy sip. Yep. Earlier it's in mil- the day, it, it's a milk chocolate stout with cocoa nips in it. You motherfucker. Oh God! It 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 tastes almost like a like a mocha, dude. You got my you got my mouth watering at the thought of that. But anyways, to to the subject at hand. Um, okay, anybody listening out there, fair fair warning: there will be spoilers in this podcast for Sony Spider Man Two because it's probably been about a month since we both finished it, but. It, okay, it's so we're, we're not we're not we're not going to hold back on it. Go ahead and um, say whatever if we, we want. If we want to, if we want to hold back for a little, like as long as we can, fine. Yeah. Just, just okay. you know, be sure to like when when we dig into it, just be like, okay, here we go, the spoilers start. But I mean, like for the most part, like I figured, you know, we'll start off talking about you know what we thought of the game in general. How does it follow up the? I mean, do, I don't hesitate to call the first one a masterpiece in its own way. It oh, I, I absolutely yes, but then again, I'm I'm you know me, I'm super super biased on this subject. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, but it is one of only two games that I can think of right now off the top of my head. This Marvel Spider-Man and Arkham City are two of the best comic book adaptation video games as far as making you feel like that character. You know, and I'll, and I'll say another thing with that first game, it's. It's one of the few games since the Super Nintendo generation that I replayed. Usually, okay. I'm one. Usually, I'm one and done with games. Soon, once I beat them, I'm like, okay, that was a fun experience, ready to move on. And I usually don't look back, but I can replay that one over and over. Dude, and, I, and I've replayed it twice now. And, and I would freely make, even with Spider Man Two, like I've hundred percented that game, and I still almost want to go back in and play with that that universe some more. Mm-hmm. All that's mm-hmm. left to do is travel around and fight like the random crimes that show up. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, so yeah, I, I guess you know, the, no spoilers really on there, but like the second one, an amazing follow up to me. Mm-hmm. It took everything that worked with the first one. It kind of lost a like, you know, kind of lost a few things that I think were great in the first one. I think they could have carried over, but they didn't like the the suits. The suit powers. That was the big one for me. Like, which I don't know. On one hand, they're I think they're. Uh, I commend them for trying something different because maybe if they would, even though I wanted it in there, maybe if it would have been in there, it would have felt too samey. You know, just just that more could, of the same. I guess I could get that. I don't know. Yeah, I I don't you know. Yeah, it's. 
like I liked the idea of that, but like there's really no benefits to the suits other than the look and then like with certain ones like changing like frame rates and whatever, which makes it cool but hard to play. Like the the end of the Spider Verse suits. I agree, I agree. It looks cool, but I, I I'm like, no, I want to play this game at sixty at sixty well, frames per second. <laughs> I didn't I didn't mind it from the standpoint of what they were trying to do. But yeah, like thirty seconds into setting one of those suits, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's cool. But I'm turning this off because it almost instantly made my eyes hurt to an extent. Like the way, because it was like, it just didn't fit with the world around it. It's moving beautifully. And then you got this kind of like glitchy movement to it. I almost, I, I didn't look in the settings, but I wonder if there's a setting to turn that off so that you could, you could have the aesthetics of the suit, but not have to worry about the frame rate problems. I don't I, know don't know about that one but i do know there was this is something i haven't yet talked to you about like i saw some like article online that was talking uh-huh. about there's a uh, a trait you can turn off in the settings that makes the webbing work most more like spider-man 2 the old spider-man 2 game where it's like you have to be way more strategic with your webbing to make it more realistic <laughs> You know, I noticed they kind of did that in the first one too, because there were times when it's like, it's like, spit, like uh, flying over Central Car- Central Park was a good example. There's nothing above you, so you couldn't really web. Yeah. But and they kind of got away from that in the second game. You notice that where you when you get close to the ground, you always seem to be able to web up and keep swinging. Yeah, and I wonder if turning that off would change that. But then again, usually when I was going over Central Park. I would just instinctively go to the addition of the web glide, which, yes, I am not a fan most times of the whole webbing underneath the armpits thing. It looks weird to me in comics. Ah, uh, sacrilege. There was something about it in this game. Like, maybe it was the way they did it. Like, it had more of a... I felt like it Like it had more of a, a purpose. Because, like, for some reason to me, like... Not, okay, having not read a lot of the older Spider-Man stuff... I don't know if they ever gave a purpose to that in the thing. Like, did did he actually do web gliding with it? Not or was really. It just- not not really. But but the thing is, I always loved that because I think Steve Ditko could do no wrong. Yeah, he could, well, he could, and I get that. he could he could have, he could have put a unicorn horn on Spider Man's head, and I'd be like, that's cool. See, I wouldn't. I wouldn't argue with that just because. Let's face it. I'm a huge fan of Spider Punk, where he's got giant metal studs coming out of the top of his mask. Yeah. yeah so yeah, the- not too far from Unicorn Horn. Um, <laughs> so did you, did you switch to that costume as soon as you got you got unlocked it? Do you want me to tell a lie and say I didn't? Because <laughs> no, I totally did. I had that, and then um, Miles. Miles kind of jumped around for me because there were there were some that were good. There were some that were. I was like, eh. he, I could see that because he he's he's in in comic book timeline. He's a recent character, so he doesn't really have that legacy to him. He doesn't have that iconic look, really. Well, well yeah, but a, you, at the same time, it's just like it seemed like with Peter Parker, you had yeah. I guess it. I guess it does kind of come down to like you have so many iconic suits slash just cool looking suits. Miles had a couple cool looking suits. But really, his classic one is still kind of the one that stands out the most. Yeah. Um, with I, exception, I, do like, I, I like any of them that include a uh, that include a hoodie. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. Ninety percent of the time, though, I think I was in the one where it's like he's got the suit on, but he's got uh-huh. like the basketball shorts, the hoodie, and the puffy jacket on. And you know what's dumb about that? About me liking him in, in hoodie outfits. I hate 
the Scarlet Spider costume with the with the blue hoodie. Oh, okay. Okay. And it's it's like why do I like why do I like it when Miles is wearing wearing a hoodie? Whatever. Well, his <laughs> okay. With Miles's, it makes sense to kind of the character. Where with the Scarlet Spider, it just seemed like it was something like, oh, we got to make him look edgy or something. So we'll put it, we'll give him a hoodie. And he's got the sleeveless hoodies. And he's got the the sleeveless hoodie. uh So it was like, what is, is he supposed to be freaking Bill Belichick as (laughs) Spider-Man? Yeah. And he had like, he had like pouches on his ankles. That I, I don't know. (laughs) I think I remember seeing that picture. But um, I, I don't, have you seen, you haven't seen the second Spider-Verse movie yet, have you? No, not yet. I like the first one, but not enough to own they, it. Isn't that weird? They do, um, they do some stuff with him that I think you might find some amusement in. But I mean, I'm definitely going to watch a, it at That's some a point. side note. But, um, so, okay, so, like, y- your overall feelings on, like, you know, like, Mechanics. I, you know, what? How did you feel like they did? Did do you feel like they did a good job evolving, or do you think they just kind of kept what worked and didn't really change much? Like with the fighting mechanics, the swinging mechanics. The um, God, that's a good question. I think for the large, uh, for the most part, I think they played it safe. You know, like they really did just bring over a lot of what was in the first game and and Miles Morales, and it didn't really feel that much different. It, it felt, in fact, it felt slightly more stilted compared to Miles Miles Morales. I'm, really? I'm hoping you'll I'm hoping you'll play that one at some point because the combat in that one just feels so good. Okay, and it's like I don't know. It's like the first game nailed traversal. The second, or when I say second game, I mean Miles Morales. Yeah. Okay. Um, excuse me. Second game na- nails uh, combat, and then this one kind of does well with both it's like a jack of all trades master of none well i felt like like having not played miles morales so i don't know that that gap in the combat to me it just felt like they were like okay combat wasn't broken so why are we gonna mess with it exactly yes when you get into later game stuff there are aspects of combat that change slightly i mean i guess it's not really a spoiler to say when you get the black suit the symbiote suit um, it, oh, that, that becomes a total power fantasy. Like you are, you are badass. Yeah, and and to to get to get into that 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 suit, like you know, let's face it, that was one of the things I was waiting for. And I know you probably switched over to the classic symbiote suit the second you got it. <laughs> I <yeah>. actually <laughs> liked the the one they designed for the game because I liked how it evolved as yeah, he went yeah. further down the rabbit hole of the symbiote mm-hmm. getting a hold of him. Yeah, the, yeah, the organic look of it and how it got a little more. A little more edgy, a little more yeah. like dark as as it was like feeding off of him, so to speak. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I appreciated that too. It was jarring though to, to use the classic suit, and then it would reach those points where it it forced you into the organic suit because it yeah. wants you to it wants you to see that as as a storyline, as and, a narrative point. And, and I understand that. I do. Yeah. I understand. Yeah, so but, I, yeah so I could so see I. how that would be jarring because, like, I know. Um, I knew there were a couple points I remember like where I went to change, like it said I unlocked a suit or whatever and I went to change and it was like, oh, you can't change suits right now because this person uh-huh. has to be in this suit. And I'm like, uh-huh. I really wish they wouldn't have done that part. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those little things that kind of takes you out of the experience. But, um, but yeah, I'm just like kind of looking at my, uh, my notes here. Because I do have some notes here. Um, oh, you came prepared. I'm I don't remember. From the hip. Good I don't remember. In the first game, did they have any moments where you did like the team up battles, like when you were fighting just like the average street crimes, 
Or was I, that something they added in? From my memory, I don't think it was in the first one. I think it was something they added for this one. For this because one? Because I like that this game was supposed feeling. To, this game was supposed to be all about, I mean, especially when they were previewing it before it came out, it was supposed to be all about duality. It was supposed to be all about, you know, the... You're, you're, at times you're going to be playing as Peter. At times you're going to be playing as Miles. That the whole game was set up around that. And so. see, I didn't have I didn't have any issues. That I, I I liked that fact, but like I said, like it was just it was weird the first time I went to respond to like a crime and Miles is fighting alongside me, or if I'm Miles, Peter is fighting alongside me, and then you mm-hmm. have the 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 you know like every now and then you have Venom when the original the first Venom shows up. Mm-hmm. He can team up with you, and then you also have uh, I can't remember the name of the the, oh, the uh, other hero. Uh, oh, y- Yuri uh, the Wraith. Yeah. Well, I was trying to think of what her name was. Yeah, Yuri. But I was trying to think of what her her <laughs> hero name was. Your um, interactions with her in the first game are so fun. The whole oh yeah, the Spider Cop stuff. And I was kind of upset. <laughs> like like after you mentioned that when I was talking about that, I'm like, they don't make any Spider Cop jokes. No, not really. And I didn't I realize it, I, I was it, missing I that until want... I didn't until I realized it didn't exist. <laughs> oh God! You know that first game was great. I mean, I'll, I'll put it out there right now because I know you're probably going to ask me at some point, like my ranking of the three games. Ooh, okay. That you, you, yeah, yeah, I, I pr- that probably would have popped up like towards the end, but let's do it. But well, you know, in my opinion, I mean, this game is fantastic. I agree with you; it's an absolute masterpiece. But if I were to rank them, it, it would it would be in release order. I still think the first one's the best one. Okay. Um, uh, Miles Morales is the next best, and then, and then this one's third. But the thing is, the gap between all three of them is so close. Yeah. I think me that, personally... Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say, like, oh, don't play that one. It's crap or whatever. I think me personally... I'm try- like I haven't thought of this actually. Like since I haven't played Miles Morales, of course I have to take that one off the board. I can't s- speak one way or another towards it. But part of me would almost put two ahead of one in some ways. Really? Okay. Probably because I like the me- fact that there was less okay. stealth, like less of the like the force stealth stuff. You think? Well, when we were get, well, I, I assume we'd eventually make our way to a what we didn't like section. And no, I was going to put that on there because I felt there was way more of that in this one. Oh, I, I don't know. Like, I remember, like, maybe it's just like, I there felt was there was so much more... force stealth in the first game, even though I liked was... the mechanics of the MJ ones where, like, you got to direct mm-hmm. Spider-Man to pick people off. That was mm-hmm. a cool mechanic. But, like, there, I remember there being, like, five or six points where you're forced into this, like, very strict stealth whether it be Miles or MJ, where in this new one, I only remember like one or two points where you're MJ being stealth. I feel like I feel like there was more of it in this game than there was in the first one because you got to think you're forgetting you, know, you had you had out of costume sequences with Peter, you had out of cost, costume sequences with Miles, you had out of costume sequences with the deaf girlfriend. Okay, you see had, now, 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 you're, now you see, okay, we're talking two different things because I don't see those as stealth points. I yes, out of costume moments, yes, I will say two had so uh. many points where you're interacting. Like, but you can't. <laughs> but okay, but my favorite. One of my favorite moments in two probably is an out of co- uh, costume moment, and it's when you go to the when you go to uh, oh god uh, Coney Island as Peter. For some reason, I had so much fun with that moment. 
I enjoyed that one too because I think it was because of how story heavy it was. Yeah, like it, and it was, it, and it built the relationship that you didn't get to see until this game between Harry and Peter and MJ. Mm-hmm. So I like that stuff. But okay, yes, going out of costumes. Yes, there was way too many times where you had to be out of costume as Miles to interact with somebody. Or yeah, you had a lot. I didn't even like, but I'm talking like true stealth missions, like where you're just like you had like you're seeing the game's over. And it seemed mm-hmm. like one had more stealth moments like that. To me, yeah, but I, I but like you were saying, like I give the first one a pass on that because of how fun they were. Because that MJ one in in, uh, in Central State in in, uh, in that uh, Expo or whatever it was, yeah, where, yeah, where you, where you direct her to pick people off. Yeah, there's that, but like, but like the stuff where you're like miles sneaking away from Rhino, like I thought that was just tedious. It didn't, Mm -hmm. it wasn't Mm -hmm. great. But no, I don't know. Like, but the problem is, like, right now I could probably go either way with what which ones for. It probably just depends. Like, if I went and replayed the first one now, I'd probably change my mind. Yeah, yeah. Because they are so freaking. There's like there's almost like that overlap on the grat on the the grid kind of thing between the two. That's what I was saying. That's what I was saying. Was the gap between all three are so close that if you catch me on the if you catch me on a different day, I might switch the order. Yeah. Though I don't think I would ever put Spider Man Two at number one. Though it's good, but and I and I respect it. Yeah, it has to climb over the other two, and I don't think I don't think it does. That that's too much of an uphill climb. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's like I guess I have no I have no bones with e- any way people want to rate these games because dude, right. they well, yeah, are solid games. Like if someone tried to like on the other hand, it's like someone tried to tell me that freaking Arkham Asylum was the best of the Batman Arkham games. I'd be like, okay, there's something wrong there because that game was a really great proof of concept. For what mm-hmm. Arkham City was going to be, given Arkham Asylum is still probably better than Arkham Knight. I haven't played that one yet. <laughs> I think that you know what you know what hurts Arkham Knight is the forced Batmobile stuff. I think uh-huh. they, they they created the assets for that, so they were like, "Oh, we got to make sure this gets used." So there's so much shit that forces you to use a Batmobile. Mm-hmm. But that's once again off topic. I was just using that as an example <laughs> that like that is the other franchise that I think. I think those two franchises really kind of, like Spider-Man and Batman, those two franchises are so good at capturing what it would be like to be that, those characters. Mm-hmm. And I see them neck and neck as far as like the best experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, let's see what other like, okay, well, uh, I also have, uh, this is one I know that we've talked about and we've, we've discussed this, but I, I want to bring it up here anyways. Too many phases on some of the boss fights in two. Oh yeah, I, I remember us talking about that. Uh, the one that particularly uh, was jarring to me was the scream fight. Whereas, yeah. And, and the thing is, and the thing is, that's a game. Tro- that's a video game trope. There's always you know the not my final form type thing. But well, it sucks. It sucks when you're fighting them. You get them down. A cutscene happens. Then you're back in the fight, and there's a full health bar all over again. Well, there's that, but I also don't mind that as long as there's something that changes between the phases. Mm-hmm. But these ones just had like arbitrary phases. That one and um, uh, Martin Martin Lee is that the n- oh, Mister yeah. Negative? <laughs> Those yeah. were the two fights that really stand out in this one. Where it's like you do a phase, you get a cutscene, 
and then it just goes to another another yeah, yeah. phase that's exactly yeah. the same as the first one. Like it, he doesn't get any new moves. He might just be a little more aggressive. Yeah, yeah. The tempo might change slightly, but everything's still the same. Yeah. And that's where I have like I have no problem with multi phase fights as long as you make it something interesting with it. Uh-huh. Um, and you know, you, you mentioned Scream, so we might just have to now break break the uh, the the no spoilers until now point because. You just pointed probably my biggest problem with Spider-Man Two. I did not like the fact they made Mary Jane Mary Jane scream. That <laughs> bothered me so much for some reason. I didn't like the fact that they basically brought in Maximum Carnage elements altogether. They should yeah. have just left that. I think they should have just stuck with. They, they. I think their focus should have just been on the Venom symbiote, and that's it for this game. Well, I understood. Like the one I understood was laying the groundwork for Cassidy. Mm-hmm. I got that one. You have Venom coming in, lay the groundwork for it. But yeah, the Scream one, like, I probably wouldn't have minded if, it was, if they would have done Scream, but it wouldn't have been Mary Jane. But I'm like, the second, like, there was that, that awkward, like, I guess you could say the awkward family dinner between the three, mm-hmm. where it all leads that, I'm like, oh God, they're going to make her a symbiote at some point in time, aren't they? And then it happened, and I'm like, God damn it. Cause I don't know, like, and I can't put my finger on why that egg, that why why that choice bothered me. You know, what I think would have been a more interesting choice for Scream, and they obviously would have had to rework elements of the whole storyline. But I think it would have been better if they would have made the deaf girlfriend scream. They could have done that. Or while you were saying that, like, I was thinking, what if you made Yuri scream? Yeah, because you have that point where you're like you're button heads with her a majority of the game. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, she's not she's not a fan of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's also like I also see her as like kind of like the the like kind of morally ambiguous kind of hero. She's almost like a Punisher kind of character. I feel like she's gone like more over the deep end in this one than she did in the first. Like, because well, because she was trying to straddle the line in the first game of being a good cop and being a vigilante, and it seems like she doesn't give she doesn't care about being a cop anymore. Is she even a cop anymore? They, they they don't make any reference to her being a cop. I think like, yeah. you get little references with you know because like you know when you first interact with her, of course, it's with the the excuse me Cletus Cassidy side story. Uh-huh. Um, even though they don't tell you it's him right away, even though like anybody who knows like the second you see a picture of him, you're like, okay, that's Cletus Cassidy. Um, <laughs> But um, yeah, when you start first year ever, they make a reference to like why she's tracking down the was it he called himself like the flame or the torch or it was something like that. I don't remember. Yeah, it was something fire related. Um, but yeah, when they first started doing that, they make reference that like you know she had had interactions with him on a case before, and he Mm -hmm. got out on a technicality. So I read that as basically the second he got away on a technicality, she lost all ju- like all faith in the justice system and just went vi- full vigilante. No cop related. Mm. I'm going to do what I fucking need to do to take these people down. Mm. Okay. Yeah. But like, yeah, I, uh, yeah, so I could, I could, I think Yuri would have been an interesting choice for Scream, but I, like I also choice. didn't realize till after playing the game, though, that like all the the symbiote minions you fight around the city after Venom goes true evil, mm-hmm. um, I didn't realize all those were based on other Maximum Carnage characters. Mm-hmm. 
And so after I played it, I'm like, or after I, I did some research, I'm like, oh, okay. So they just found a way to tie in like all those other symbiotes that they've introduced throughout the years. I think part of why that annoys me is I I hated that storyline. Yeah, you, you've been but, pretty vocal about you weren't a fan of Maximum Carnage. No, it's stupid. But well, I like whatever. I like the idea of Carnage from the idea of. Oh no no, I, I'm fine with Carnage. I stood yeah, like the well, idea. No. All, all of a sudden, there's all these children, and all yeah. of them are demented. Well, no, well, and that's maybe that's why I'm like whatever, where I was going to go with that was like. I like the idea of Carnage just from the standpoint of, okay, yes, you see what this what the suit does to Peter. He gets it off before it does any irreparable damage, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And it gets to Eddie Brock. You see him a little more unstable, so it's a little more persuasive on him. You see where it leads him to the point that mm-hmm. then you see what would happen if somebody, like when Cletus gets Carnage, you see what would happen if... These things get a hold of somebody who's truly unhinged. Mm-hmm. And I like the character design from the fact like he even looks unhinged just in his like design. Like there's nothing stable about that design. Mm-hmm. So I've loved the Carnage idea. So like that kind of gives me a little bit of hope that they will do something with that in the inevitable third game. Because let's face it, it's going to happen. Or, or DLC. They're hoping they'll do a bunch of DLCs too. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. There probably will be DLCs, and that would be this would be a good one to tie in with the D, like you know, do Carnage for a DLC to wrap mm-hmm. up that story. Okay, yeah. I, could, I could I could see that. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I, I. But again, I didn't care for a lot of the symbiote fights, like in the open world. Like I thought those symbiotes were way too like the the difficulty ramp up when those started hitting were just a little ridiculous at times. Well, to be fair, I think part of that is on you cuz you were telling me you, you really didn't rely on, on the gadgets or uh I abilities. Was, yeah, I was a bit forgetful. We'll, we'll use that word of them and I was trying to do a lot of stuff just straight up combat with you know, like with with abilities, but not the gadgets. And I think the only reason those things didn't completely break me is because at that point in time, you do get like at a certain point in time, you do get the anti venom suit, and that gives mm-hmm. you the abilities like really counteract a lot of their power. That honestly, that was another eye roll for me that they entered because. Dude, I thought that was a dumb character in comics. I'm like, oh god, they brought it here too. <laughs> uh, I have something about where did I put that? Oh, I I actually okay, that's where I have it. Uh, I did like the take on the anti venom, even though I'm not a huge fan of anti venom as an idea. Uh-huh. I liked the fact that they made it. Yeah, basic like the way they w- maybe it was like I liked the way they went about like the the means to get to that end more than the ends itself. Mm-hmm. Like I like the fact that you dive into Peter's mind with Martin Lee, and because you like break this the symbiote's hold on him, but it leaves that little bit behind because of like the the negative power or whatever it gives him that I liked that idea, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. if I never used the anti venom suit because I think it <laughs> it, it looks kind of cool, but I'm like yeah no, it's just not me. Um. No. But that also ties into um, one of the things that I really kind of liked about the like end game stuff was I remember like at a certain point 
like I think it was after you get the anti-venom, it allows you to like be able to swap your abilities in and out. So you can swap in having the anti-venom abilities or the true Spider-Man abilities. Mm-hmm. Which I, I didn't I like really pay that. attention to it until it was until it was uh, trophy hunting. Yeah, I didn't. I realized it. Yeah, I think that was about the same point in time when I was I was done with the main quest. So I was just going through doing the like a lot of the side stuff. Like, oh, use the spider abilities and use this and that. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, how do I use the spider abilities? God damn it! They're a lot. Like, I, all, all I have is these freaking anti venom abilities. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, it lets me change yep. them. Yeah. Well, that would have been nice if they would have told me that. I'm sure they did, but you know, you know how it is. No, oh, that's nobody fair. pays attention to things. Okay. Um. Here, here's one that I'm, I'm intrigued to see if I felt the same way. What was your thoughts on, like, there's a couple bosses towards the end that have like this. I think they call them charge moves, where it's like you can't dodge them. You have to parry them. Oh, okay. Uh huh. What did you think of those? Because I thought those were really janky. Like a lot of the times, like the timing on them was like so freaking hit and miss. Um, honestly, I, I liked it because uh, I, I I didn't feel like the timing was off either. But um, I liked it because they did a good job of preparing you for that. Because early on, that's the only way you could fight the brutes. You know, the the large the larger uh, human well, human yeah. uh, criminals. And that's the only way you can you could defeat them is you have to stagger them with with the with the perfect parry. Yeah, but is that, well, for some reason it seemed like with those charges, like I remember the first time I remember interacting with it, it was the lizard fight, which I loved mm-hmm. that fight. That but character design is so he, good. Anytime he'd use that damn charge attack, the freaking just the timing on it was like off, and if you messed up that timing, it took some life from you. Well, at least with the brutes, if you miss it, you know you take an average hit most of the time. Are you are you gaming on your plasma TV or are you gaming on something different right now? I, I game on my my big screen. It's not plasma. It's a uh, um, but it's a four K. It's, it's, it's not the one you took with you. Okay, no. Because uh, you you might want to check your settings and see because like there's a lot of settings where uh, you have to go into them and select like a there's like a low low input lag setting or like, like a there's actually like a video game mode. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Mine goes to game mode whenever I turn on, whenever a system is clicked in. Okay, because it might be worth checking to see if there's a low latency mode. Because it sounds like you might be getting hit by a, a latency well, issue. But it never hit anywhere else, though. That's what I'm mm. getting at. Is like it only seemed like it was whenever you get those attacks from those bosses that mm-hmm. I would have the problem. So maybe it, maybe it was just my reaction time was shit. I freely admit, uh, you know, <laughs> we are, acknowledge we that. are getting older. <laughs> I freely acknowledge that could be a thing. Um, especially if I've I've had a little pull off of a vape pen before I try to game, I will freely admit we, that my late my. We, we, we talked about that playing Diablo, where I was like, <laughs> what high I out of your mind? and then you die, and you're like, oh, I probably should have clicked this button a minute ago. Whatever, I probably should have <laughs> dodged there. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, but man, God. it's the less stressful you'll ever, you'll, ever you'll ever be when you die in a game. Um, I, I know. Yeah. In, in that moment, will you ever throw a controller? Nope. Nope. Oh no, I'm just fine with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I only had a few notes on here, and I think I pretty much covered or pretty much burned through all my notes I had just because I, I did them like right after I finished the game. But nice. Um, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I know we I know we haven't been chatting about it long, but we def we definitely chatted about it longer than I thought we were gonna because Well no, I'm I'm still I'm still willing to go because there's still more there's still a few more <laughs> things I'd like to touch on. Like you know, right, for, for example, you know, like the setup for part three. Are you excited for those little Easter eggs they set in, you know, post credit a la Marvel Cinematic Universe um for a third game? Um Try refresh my memory a little bit. What what teasers they dropped? Uh, I remember the first one. The first one was uh, Norman Osborn going to uh, was it the raft? Yeah, the raft and seeing Octavius. And you get the you know like basically you know Norman makes the comment about how hey I know you know who Spider the Spider Men are. I want you to tell me. And he's kind of like playing like Octavius is almost like playing games with him and says like. He's already got a plan for, you know, the downfall of the Spider-Men. Um, so that's obviously, I mean, to me, that sounds like, okay, we're going to get a Sinister Six in the, the <laughs> third game. And then the second one was to do with Miles, which I had to Google because it's the introduction of Silk. Even oh, though you yeah, don't see yeah, her. Yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. Um, I, I'm kind of interested for both. Honestly, I'm more interested for Sinister Six. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> what I hope they don't do in a third game is um, I hope they don't decide, oh, we did a, a duality system in the second game. Let's up that ante by making it with three characters and then doing Miles, Peter, and uh, Cindy Moon. For, uh, so. uh, yeah, I think... I think- Two could have backfired on them really badly, but it didn't. I really feel you try to do a third, it's gonna it's gonna fall apart. I don't think you could do a third character unless they made it so it's like basically just you choose which character you're gonna play as and you play the game as that character. Mm-hmm. Rather than doing the whole swip swap you know, swapping out throughout the game. They won't. They won't. They'll never do that because you, you know they because they, they know they know if they don't give people the option, they're going to play Peter through the whole game. Well, no, the, what I'm what I mean, but if you do it that way, you could also you, like you could appeal to the trophy hunters by being like, "Hey, complete the game as this character. Complete the game as this character. Complete the game as this character." That's and true. if you could also make slight variations on the story through the different characters, all like Resident Evil Two. The original Resident Evil Two, where it's like you, know, you oh, play as I, one character. You're going way back now. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going back to OG PlayStation, baby. Um, <laughs> you know, you could do something like that, but I still wouldn't. Kind of wouldn't want to see it. One because I don't feel like I have any stock in Silk as a character I'd want to play as. Mm-hmm. I don't know enough about her. Yeah, she's um, okay. But I mean, it's yeah, it's kind of one of those things. Like I don't know. I don't know what I'd think if they tried to put her as a playable character. But, you know, if I was being completely honest, um, the the teasers that they gave us at the end of the game were kind of underwhelming compared to the first game. Because, you know, obviously we get we got to the end of the first game and we're like, why the hell did we not get a black suit or Venom or something? And they tease it, yeah. Yeah, and so and so that's a, that's a good hook. But with the, with, with the two teasers they gave us here... I'm interested in Sinister Six, Sinister Six, but they could just easily do something else, and I'd be just fine with that too. Well, yeah, I think I, I really, 
I, 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 I kind of feel the same way. It's it's a good it, you know you 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 obviously ha- you have to do a setup because they knew this they had to have known this game was going to sell good, so they probably mm-hmm. already have the groundwork for what they're going to do for a third game. Mm-hmm. Um, so doing that is like basically like it, it felt to me like it was just like hey we know you know we're going to do a third game but here we're just going to let you know you we know you know kind of thing. I I almost think a third game would be stronger if they you know just m- much like much like movies. It it hurts a, a superhero film when there's too many villains. Yeah, I, I I feel that might happen with gaming. We haven't seen that really yet, but it could happen. I almost think a third game, a, a third sequel would, would be str- or another sequel would be stronger if instead of Sinister Six, they just focused on Green Goblin and how psychotic Norman Osborn can really be. And I thought about that as well. I was thinking about that as you were talking. I'm like, yeah, it would be better to just focus on. On uh, Norman, like show his slow, like you know, like slowly show him go further and further till he does become Green Goblin. But you could use the Sinister Six aspect, something like how they use Craven in this one, as like almost like the setup. Like maybe Norman mm-hmm. like lets loose the other ones, so you'll have to like just do like kind of smaller storylines that wrap up the other ones. Mm-hmm. All of it leading back to Norman being like the big bad. Mm-hmm. Um, cause like, you know, like I might not have been the, you know, the more I talk about it, the more I'm like, no, Spider-Man one was probably the better game. Cause I'm like, I also kind of <laughs> felt like Craven was like, Craven was cool, but I don't know what I thought of him as like the solo setup to where the, the game was ultimately going. Mm-hmm. I love the character design. I love like the characterization of him, but it just kind of felt like, you know, they just used him as this kind of like throwaway just to get the groundwork set for, you know, Venom, where everybody knew it was going to end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and maybe that's the whole thing is like, I, I knew you knew where it was going to end. So, mm. you know, he kind of felt like, you know, he was going to be expendable from the beginning, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, no, no the, 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 that's definitely a fair point, but man, I really would like to see them delve into the um, the whole aspect of Norman Osborn being the Green Goblin because uh, that was that's such a great dynamic in the comic book because almost from the beginning he knows who Peter is, but he never uses. But he's so crazy that he's able to separate. I don't want to go after Peter. I want to kill Spider Man to the point where he doesn't. He doesn't want to. He, even though he knows the secret identity, he doesn't really. Other than Gwen Stacy, he doesn't really care about going after Peter's family or people in his personal life. He doesn't care about the secret identity. He doesn't care that Peter Parker is Spider Man. He just wants to kill Spider Man. That is a truly deranged way of thinking that I never realized exists in that mm-hmm. character. Like I've never, I've never put together that he kind of compartmentalizes the the two. Even though he knows they're one, he still kind of separates them. Yeah, he's not out there blurred going to other villains and being like, hey, I know who Spider-Man is. No, he always kept that secret identity to himself. Jesus. But then again, okay, and then you mentioned Gwen Stacy, and I'm like, okay, well, you could argue he didn't technically kill Gwen Stacy. He put her in the position to be killed. And that's what, 
I know I'm probably hurting you right now by saying this. <laughs> Throwing some, you're you're flying around on a glider and you throw somebody off the top bit higher. You know, you're, you're above the Gwen, the George Washington Bridge, and you throw somebody to their doom. You're not doing it because you think they're going to be just fine. You're planning to kill someone. Yeah. Well. I don't know, like, for some reason, the way I always read that, and it, once again, like, you know, don't pretend like I've read every comic uh, Spider-Man issue there is, but I always read it as he didn't want to kill, he wasn't trying to kill her as much as he was just trying to fuck with Spider-Man. The fact that Spider-Man couldn't save her was just the icing on the cake kind of thing. But no, I was more getting at the fact, like, Peter almost saves her. You could argue... He might have been responsible in a way. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. That, that's where it gets ugly. And like I said, I know I'm possibly hurting you by throwing that question out there, and I'm not <laughs> intending to do any emotional damage to make you relive the, the horrend, horrendous atrocity that was the, the death of Gwen Stacy. <sighs> yeah, I, I, I can always tell you've never, you still haven't recovered from that, even though it happened, what, before? Did that, did that, did that happen in comics before you were even born? Yes. <laughs> okay. I couldn't. I can't. I couldn't remember where that happened in the the chronology of comics. I just remember no, it I, happened a while ago. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm. I'm sorry. I will. I will move on past that. Okay. What was your thoughts on then? You know, even though yeah, it was. It was hinted at. You. You mentioned it was hinted at at the end of the first game. What was your thoughts on Harry being the original Venom, so to speak? Um. I. I thought that was stupid. I really did. Was, I go back and uh, forth was, on it myself. That was so stupid. And then why give him the Agent Venom costume and then not have that be an unlockable costume for you? Uh, see, okay. You you just hit something on this. Okay. Me, I didn't really mind the whole Harry being Venom thing. I, I saw it coming. Like, at least he was going to wear the suit at some point in time. Right, right. Was he going to be the ultimate Venom like you fight at the end? I wasn't sure of. But mm-hmm. either way, why the fuck do you give him the Agent Venom costume? It made no goddamn sense. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. made sense with Flash Thompson. Yeah, Flash Thompson. Because mm-hmm. he was a secret agent, or not a secret agent, but like a, a spec ops agent who was using the suit. So it made sense. It would look tactical like that. Mm-hmm. For Harry to suddenly be wearing like this like full tactical armor-looking suit... It made no sense to me. And and he uses he uses it like a well trained fighter would or something like that. Instantly, like, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, I guess I I guess I kind of wrote that like suspended disbelief on that one just from the standpoint of from what I remember, it makes it pretty clear that the symbiote pretty much like works off of like almost like your reaction. So like if you were to mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like something's to attack you, you're going to throw your hands up. It's going to react with that. So therefore, him using it, I don't think he necessarily was always using it proficiently as much mm-hmm. as it was just feeding off of his his responses and doing exactly what he needed it to do in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, That's fair. That said, I think we can both agree that him catching the Ferris wheel at the one point was kind of stupid, but... <laughs> Well, you know, they they wanted their big set piece, and they they certainly yeah, got it. Yeah, they def they definitely got that. Um, but yeah, like I said, I I I didn't mind Harry being the carrier of Venom at the beginning. 
I go back and forth on my thoughts on him being the ultimate Venom by the end, and I but I totally didn't like the the special agent Venom costume being on Harry. I think they wanted to use that. So they're like, oh, we'll just give it to Harry, even though they didn't stop to think that it made no sense for him to be wearing like a tactical looking suit. Well, and and to to be fair, I mean, and I know part of this, part of my bias comes from reading the comics and then how this is different, and it is different. It's a different universe. Oh, it's well, not yeah. the Marvel and, universe. And that's great. And so, I like the fact that they're doing that, though. Right, but uh, it made it made no sense for him to be the ultimate Venom. Because the whole light, the reason Venom is a menace or the uh, and, and is so dangerous to Spider-Man is because he's he's shunned by by Peter. Yeah, and and uh, so he's angry at Peter and finds somebody else, Eddie Brock, who at that time was incredibly angry with Peter too. Yeah, the anger is what made him dangerous. Harry is his best friend. Yeah, but they. I will say in this interpretation, they did make Harry, like the longer he was away from the symbiote and he was getting sicker and sicker, the more he started to show like his, his father's neuroses. I don't even know if that's the proper word. I Um, guess that's fair. So like, I kind of just read that as the further, like the, the sicker he was getting, he was getting more frustrated with the situation. And let's face it. Peter does become a dick. The longer he's attached to the suit, Oh yeah. So he kind of does some things, and then you throw in the whole scene that, like, where uh, Norman is talking to Peter, and he tells him, like, "Oh, you, you've always been a son to me," and it kind of comes off the way he's saying that, like, "You've always been more of a son to me than Harry," and Harry's overhearing it from out of the room. That would kind of put some resentment. So there was little things here and there that I think added up to it. Did it? Like I said, I don't fully believe it makes a hundred percent sense. But I can mm-hmm. see the the steps they were going for. For mm-hmm. I kind of felt they made a mistake by not introducing an an an, an, an Eddie Brock, or especially so, or when so- they laid the groundwork for it. Just as a red herring, they laid the groundwork for it. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Well. Uh, oh man. This 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 is this this next question might actually uh, like shine some lights on some things. What was your thoughts on the way they ended with Mary Jane being like a podcaster? <laughs> you know, that, that whole thing, re- you, know, you know, that whole thing reeks of, 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 to me is just old, old guy programmers trying to be hip. I kind of felt these, the same way. Like, what are these kids? What are these kids like these days? Oh, they like podcasts. Yeah. I kind of, well, that's kind of like, that's kind of how I felt about it, because, like, admittedly, I even, like, tuned out anytime the podcast would come on, like, in the background while you're swinging through the city, even well, though that, that did, uh, Danica, that Danica, Danica cast, or yeah, whoever that is, yeah. like, I, I had a feeling yeah. that was probably a character that I just don't know anything about, but she probably has some lore in the, well, well, the com- she, well she was introduced in the first game. Was she? Like, that's how long, yeah. I remember, I played the first one, because that was, like, the first game I ever played on PS4. Oh, you got to you got to replay replay the PS5 special edition. It's so good. It's so good. I'll I'll have to. Um, but no, like I well, I was like I as far as I knew, she was like she had lore in comics somewhere that I didn't know about. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. But like anytime she would come on, like I liked the fact that it was kind of a way of telling more of a story of what's going on in the city at points. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, I kind of tuned out most of the time when she'd start talking and just kind of be doing other stuff. Why lie? So <laughs> having like, like to me, it's like, yeah, you don't want Mary Jane to be at the bugle anymore. Fine. I get that because of the way that whole situation went. But going to podcasting, I'm like, okay, that, yeah, that kind of, yeah, I think, I think you hit the nail head. I couldn't quite put it into words, but I think you hit it. It just seems like. Stuffy businessmen like oh what 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 do what are kids these days like? Yeah, it's yeah. I look at it as like similar to like what I think Vince McMahon probably looks at the world. What do the kids do these days? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna do it, but I lo- what do kids like these days? I'm gonna do the opposite because yeah, n- n- nothing puts butts in the seats like controversy. Like what I like, um, no. but no, but like. I would have understood if they would have made her like maybe she own opens her own like news website or something mm-hmm. like that. But yeah, it just it just seemed a little weird to, that she did the podcast thing. <laughs> but and that I, and like I said, I know that sounds weird coming from a person who runs a podcast. <laughs> I just don't think it fit her character. Was I think what I'm getting at on that one? But right, right. Um, got it. Oh. There, there's another, like, th- this one came to mind just because I was thinking of a Facebook thing I saw. What was your thoughts on that last Miles Morales suit that I personally thought was god-awful? Oh, the one that's, like, white and pink and blue? Blue, and, oh. and somebody called it the Colgate suit, and I'm like, I can't unsee that's, it now. Dude, that suit was horrendous. I'm like, who? Who thought this was a good idea? <laughs> who saw this design and was like... You that know, suit, that's an that awesome suit. suit. Oh, God. Oh, God. Like, it, 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 almost, it almost makes you wonder if... Uh, oh, God. What was the name of the publisher again? Uh, it wasn't Sucker Punch. Um, Insomnia. Insom- Insomniac. Yeah. Insomniac. There you go. It makes you wonder... There must be, like, way too many yes-men in that company. Because it, it just needed one person to say... That costume sucks. <laughs> yeah. It, well, but, my, and my thought was like, if you wanted to give him a special suit at some point in time, you did a whole storyline where he's going around finding the tech of his uncle, the, the, was it, I want to say spoiler. The, pro- the, uh, the Prowler. Prowler. Yeah. I want to say spoiler for some reason. Um, <laughs> uh, but that's a totally different comic company. Um, but yeah, you have this whole thing where he's going around getting the Prowler tech. Why not give him a suit that's got like aspects of Prowler to it instead? There, there is uh, unlockable costumes that are real. Yeah, uh, well, I saw them, but but, but but yeah, but yeah, an official thing, a storyline reason why. Yeah, it, yeah, it would have made way more sense to me, but. Mm-hmm. Like, but but the other thing is like I remember when like the, the other thing was like that that suit change came out of nowhere. It's just like you go to the last mission and all of a sudden it's there, and like I want to say I like visibly like jumped back in my couch like dude, what the dude, fuck is that? I immediately I immediately clicked clicked on that touchpad and I'm like I need to change the suit right now and yeah. of course it won't it won't let you. God, I saw that I saw that suit and was like I I almost wanted to reset my system thinking it was glitching or something because. <laughs> Well, no, it's just such like a random mishmash of colors and like the cutoff tops. You have his hair, which I actually think was a bad idea, but just with that suit, it looked horrible. Well, I I, I saw a review online at one point where they were talking about that, and, and that was one of their negatives. They're like, "Why does he look like Killmonger?" Oh there's shit! No, <laughs> there's no reason for that. 
He does look like Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger. He does. <laughs> oh shit! I didn't even realize that. Yeah, because he grew. Like I knew his hair grew out, of course, between the first game and this one. Yeah. And I, I wasn't a huge fan of the 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 hair he had. I'm like, eh, because one, where's all that hair going when he's putting that mask on? That thing's pretty damn tight. And there's no like mounds in that hair in that freaking mask. Can you imagine a Spider-Man suit where the head's all lumpy? <laughs> well, no. But tell me, don't you think that's what would happen if he put on like a skin-tight mask over all that hair? Yeah. Where does it go? It, it's like it's like Red Hulk's. It's, it's like Thunderbolt's Ross Ro, Thunderbolt Ross's mustache when he becomes Red Hulk. It, where does it go? <laughs> wouldn't his yeah. wouldn't his mustache Hulk up too? Give him like a giant oh, handlebar mustache because it's all so much more epic or something. Oh, that would be awesome. Now, now I kind of want to see that. Yeah, I want to see a Red Hulk <laughs> where he's got just the big old like like Western like just freaking <laughs> handlebar mustache on it. What happened there? Oh, when I Hulk out, my mustache Hulk's out too. <laughs> I, oh, like, yeah, that, that suit is probably the like the biggest attraction to that game to me. Like I'm like I, I just want to know. I want to see the pitch meeting for that. There, and there was no, there's no storyline reason for it. Yeah, like and he, that, like yeah, that's the other thing. Is, yeah, it just comes out of nowhere. It's like he's wearing a normal suit, wearing a normal suit. All of a sudden, he shows up for the final mission. He's wearing this god awful ugly suit, <laughs> and you're like, you're waiting for Peter to look at him and be like, yeah, I'd, I'd burn that when I get home <laughs> because it makes no sense. It's ugly. Yeah. And goddamn, you're gonna stick out like a sore thumb wearing all that fucking white and glowing blue. Yeah. But yeah, no. Once somebody said that it looks like Colgate toothpaste, I'm like, I can't unsee that now. That's funny. Because <laughs> it's white but, but, with the but, blue yeah. streaks. But yeah, that Killmonger. It's like, dude. Yeah. yeah there there was there were a couple little designs here and there where I thought were were probably not the best. But for the on the overall whole, though, like I loved a lot of the character design work in it. Like. I know you, I want to say you you weren't, yeah, when you first started playing it, you were telling me how you weren't a huge fan of um, the redesign on Mary Jane. I don't really remember what she looked like in the first game enough to be bothered by it. Uh She looked off, but she didn't look horrible to me. Mm. But I know, I remember you saying something about that early on, like, yeah, how you were not a fan of the redesign of Mary Jane. No. No, um, it, it's 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 like they gave her a nose job or something. There's something different about her face where you're like, why? Why did they change that? Just use what they had before. Yeah, well, and 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 I agree with that. Like I said, I, I understand that, but like at the same time, it's like like I said, I don't. It's been so long since I played. I'm going to have to download that, re-download the PS5 version of the first one. Oh, totally and worth play it. Back through it. Just even though, to the, remember, even, though the enemy, even though the enemies in the DLC are freaking bullshit, that one. Yeah, uh, that I I bought that DLC. Never finished the DLCs <laughs> because you get to a certain point, and I remember that you start getting shielded enemies and flying enemies and brute enemies, and you get a little too overwhelmed with all these different people that have to be taken down in these di- like very drastically different styles. Mm-hmm. That it's hard to chain them. And then they're like, oh, you think you got that under control? Now we have shielded flying enemies. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I I wasn't a huge... But then again, I, I remember when I first started getting into like the hunter, like the hunters that show up in the second one, 
Like mm-hmm. even some of those ones got a bit overwhelming sometimes. Yet, oh, guy, these guys have swords, so they'll block everything. And this guy's got a shield, and then you got the birds flying, the the robotic birds, and you got the robotic dogs, and <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, uh, it gets intense at times. Yeah. But again, again, I don't think it would have been as bad if you would have been using your your gadgets and see that's like i still have it downloaded so i i might go back and like try to fiddle with some of that and see if like how much that would change or i'll just start another playthrough like a new game plus or whatever so i can really experience like some of the hunter's blinds remembering i have those powers Mm -hmm. seeing how that changes everything Mm -hmm. but yeah I, i don't know like but yeah, I think my overall thoughts on Spider-Man 2, like, I think it was a solid sequel. I think a lot of my my issues I brought up have actually surfaced at, like, through time away from it. Just like always happens. I mean, you're, you're always going to find yeah. something, like, as you get away from it, you're like, okay, I'm not in the moment right now, so I'm not still in the awe. So mm-hmm. you're going to find little things here and there nitpick. But I, I would still say it's better than 90% of games that probably come out right oh, now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like like we said at the top, it is a masterpiece. It's just a, but it's just a masterpiece in a series of masterpieces. It, and that's, and, and see, and the, here here is where my ultimate worries kick in. Most game series that try to do a trilogy, the third one falls a little short. If not mm-hmm. a lot short in some cases, I feel so, like it did. I feel like it did fall short, but it, for the most part, sticks the landing. Well, no, I'm talking about. I'm just talking about the fact that when whenever they do the third one, oh, okay, like, you're, you're I am. Concerned. I have my worries that the third one's gonna be like kind of. It's gonna, you know, be be that firework that it gets all the way up there just to kind of go, boop, and it's done. You know, you don't get the the true. What's the, like you, you don't get the, the the real satisfaction of it. Like you know, like let's face it, I felt that way about Mass Effect Three. I still like that trilogy. I still think mm-hmm. it's a really good trilogy if you play it right. But the ending to the third one is a little bit lackluster. Right. Um, I've already mentioned Batman, mm-hmm. the Batman games. The third one falls short to me compared to what the other ones did. In fact, I actually think that uh, the game that wasn't even made by Rocksteady is better than. The third one. <laughs> well, there you go. There's a discussion for another time, like trilogies where they stick the landing, and, and you know, but uh, only one that comes to my mind that stuck the landing was was Super Mario Three. But is that considered a trilogy? Because there's been so many more games afterwards. Well, there was one, two, and three. It was a trilogy at one point. That's okay. Okay, I won't. I, I'm not arguing. I'm just asking the question if it's truly because like. Like I, I guess I see it differently with like Mario because it's such an all-encompassing thing. Like mm-hmm. if it was only Mario one through three, I'd be like, okay, yes, that is a strong trilogy. Even though that second game is weird as fuck. Oh, I love that game. But like with Mass Effect, you know, you take Andromeda out of there, which you should because it's a pile of shit. Um, the Mass Effect trilogy is pretty strong, but it fizzles a little bit at the end. Um, I guess Batman doesn't fall into the true trilogy because, yes, you do have Arkham Origins, which wasn't made by Rocksteady, but was still a solid game. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I, 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 I don't think on trilogies and games that have really nailed it Bordel- the whole Bordel- series. Borderlands 3, that didn't stick the landing either. And that one fell short only because yeah. of the the main villain. But then again, I really feel like... I almost wonder what would happen if you would have used the villains from 3... 
in two, and but lay the groundwork for Handsome Jack to be the big bad at the end of three, if that would have played better. Because yeah. I really think what hurts those characters in three was two, J- Handsome Jack was just such a perfect villain mm-hmm. that there was no way they were going to touch that character. Mm-hmm. Especially with social media influencers as your villains. Which that also goes to the kind of the feeling of like stuffy suits in a boardroom. What are the kids like these days? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. oh Jesus, yeah. Those those twins in Borderlands Three. That's another whole level of what the fuck were they thinking? <laughs> oh, but yeah, but, but yeah, yeah. That's that Spider Man Two is it's good stuff, folks. I mean, play it. Oh yeah, I, I I would I would still give it even with my beast against it, I'd still give it a solid eight point five nine out of ten. That's a fair score. I mean, yeah. like where the first one, like the more I think about it, I'd probably put the first one at a nine point five, may like just or maybe just barely short of the full ten. Because I I kind of I kind of believe there's no such thing as a full ten. I, I feel that way too. Because ten is perfection. There's no such thing as a perfect game. Well, yeah, it's just like you know, like you know, being being someone who's really into music. Like everybody says, oh well, what's a perfect album? Like it doesn't exist. Every album is gonna have that one song. You're like, eh, yeah. it's 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 good. It's still better than ninety percent of what's out there. But compared to the rest of that album, eh, yeah. yeah. So like, I, but I, like I said, I'm I'm optimistic for the third one. I have my I have my worries just because of what gaming conventions have done so far, as far as like messing up the third part of a series. But that mm-hmm. said, I'm still like, you can't get it to me soon enough. <laughs> Seriously, I want to yeah, see I, where this goes. I don't think they've really. Uh, I don't think there's been much in the way of rumblings of them making DLC, but I sure hope they do. Well, so do I, first, because there's there's a lot of a lot to mine in that game that you yeah. could probably fiddle with. Because the first one got what three DLCs to it, but they told yeah it was three three individual story or three individual DLCs that told a larger story, if I remember right. Like, yeah, yeah, it was like the city of that never sleeps DLC or whatever it was called. Yeah. Oh, uh, what did you? Okay, th- this. Sorry, I, I forgot about this one. What did you think of like how how many villains they brought back in the second one that were like reformed? Like you know, you had Tombstone, you had Mysterio. I kind of like that in that it shows, in, in at least in this universe, it shows that Peter Parker uh, makes a difference. Okay, yeah, I, I, like I. I kind of struggled with it, like when they first, did, like when they first did Mysterio. I'm like, oh, you know he's going to be evil. Like it's going to, he, he's a bad guy. He, there's no way. And then I'm like, okay, no, they kind of like his storyline. They kind of did a good job. Tombstone, right. they did an even better job because like he didn't even want to fight in that one sequence where they're coming after him. Like he mm-hmm. didn't fight until he absolutely had to. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I really liked the way they did that. So I'm like, yeah, and, and I guess I didn't think of it from that standpoint, but that that probably does kind of hit on the the motion I got from it. It's like, yeah, it's like, okay, Peter's going out there and saving you know, saving these you know saving people from these villains and capturing these villains, and yeah, they're actually like, dude, I was I was wrong. I I need to you know I want to get my life straight. Well, Sandman was the other one. I think Sandman's storyline mm-hmm. was probably one of my favorite sub stories to the or mm-hmm. side stories of that game. But so yeah, so there's so many little things there where it's like where you could easily just go to the Batman thing of like, oh, he locks him up in Arkham Asylum. Mm-hmm. Three days later, and, they're gonna break out and just do the same right. goddamn thing again. 
Right, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Yeah, which, yeah, it makes the stories be able to continue to go, but I almost like the idea of, yeah, you're seeing these these villains that are like, no, he helped me see that what I was doing was wrong, and mm-hmm. I want to do better for myself or for my family or whatever their motivations are. I'm hoping, I'm hoping we'll see that in the in either DLC or sequel with, with uh, Doc Ock. Because, to, to be in my opinion... That whole scene, that the teaser at the end, is kind of out of character for him. I thought so too, for some reason. Like him being like, because I want to say even at the end of the first game, he was kind of like remorseful for what he he had done right. under the influence, and he, I, I, for some reason, I remember him like thanking Peter for you know for stopping him, and all of a mm-hmm. sudden he's the evil genius again. Yeah. And the who's, who's hell bent on on getting his revenge? Yeah. yeah it, it. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I yeah, I felt the same way on that one. Like I mm-hmm. I kind of hope that is something that carries over. Like he he I I hope he can reform Doc Ock because I like Doc Ock. Mm-hmm. Even with the bull cut. <laughs> well, he doesn't have a bull cut in this universe. Yeah, I know. So. That's what I'm saying. Even with the bull cut, <laughs> I like Doc Ock. But now. Now, what w- uh, before we as we're wrapping up here, what would you like to see out of a third game? Um, I think I hit on a good part of it. Like, like I said, I think since they've laid the groundwork for a Sinister Six, I'd like to see them use Carnage as a site as a, a DLC for the second one because mm-hmm. I think you could just do that. That way, you do just do all the symbiote stuff in the second game. You can move on to the third one, and like I said, have it be almost like. Uh, Norman's slipping, but he's not fully gone. But he still let like unleashed these other villains. Like I don't know what mm-hmm. other villains you'd use because I don't. I don't remember. Like I think the Sinister Six has had a different grouping, hasn't it? Or has it always been the same characters? It's it's largely the same six, but yeah, there, there've been there've been. But you, you can know, you can you could flex it around a little there. bit. Yeah. You could flex yeah. it around a little bit. Because um, remember, this is this isn't six sixteen. They could do whatever. Yeah, they want, and that. Really. Well, no, I know. I was just asking for for my own personal knowledge because I couldn't remember if the Sinister Six was usually like a set group or if it was kind of a mix yeah, and match of it's, people. It's, it's usually the same six guys, but yeah, there's there's a over over the years have been different guys swapping okay. in and out here. And but there. I'd like I'd like to see them do use the Sinister Six as like almost like they get out, and maybe it's not like flat out told to Peter right off the bat that Norman's behind it all. But mm-hmm. you maybe like you know but they don't know kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Of like so you're going after the smaller villains that are out and all of it's leading towards him putting together okay, Norman snapped. He's become this you know this evil that now has to be stopped, even though he's gotta be tormented by that because his best friend is the son of the guy. And right. I've always loved that dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, well, um, now, I gotta ask, like, some of the storylines over the years, would you rather have something different than Sinister Six? And I'm thinking, because in my mind, I was thinking they could do, they could do, um, uh, uh, Superior Spider-Man, that'd be an interesting one. Where do- somehow Doc Ock gets, con- get, gets control of Peter's body and, and becomes the Superior Spider-Man. Um, what else could they do? They could do Spider Island. They could do uh, see, ends, of, ends of the Earth. Would be I, oh, see, one. Ends of the Earth. That one's good, but man, that takes a lot of extra building for. 
Because uh, well, I mean, I mean, give it, you, you you can twist it because I mean, like stuff like oh yeah, in that one, I remember Rhino gets one of the teeth of uh, the World Serpent for his horn, uh-huh. and that be, makes uh-huh. it more powerful. And I think that would be a little, but like you could do something like that. Spider Island would be really interesting. That would that would be fun. But I almost um, see that as almost like a DLC more than a main game in some ways. Right. Well, and another thing they could do is maybe the Sinister Six tease could be a swerve. Maybe they are going for a superior Spider-Man. If Doc Ock wants his reve- revenge so bad, maybe that's what he's doing. He's he's hatching a plot where he's gonna. And that could very well, maybe that will be the thing. Is like you think that your main villain is going to end up being Norman Osborn, and mm-hmm. you get to that fight and you defeat Norman Osborn, like maybe halfway through the game, and suddenly it hits you that oh wait a second, Ox pulling the strings, and he does some kind of brain swap thing mm-hmm. to the point that now he's in control. So now you're playing as Peter, but it's Doc Ock in control. So it's like the cutscenes, I guess. But at that point in time, do you let the player keep playing as Peter, or do you have people play as Miles till that's broken, so that everything Peter is doing under Ox Doctor Ox Doc Ox control is making sense there? Where if you're playing as him in that situation, you'd be doing good things, and Doc Ock really wasn't a good guy. Well, I don't know you. I don't know if that's collected. In, I'm sure it's collected in trades, but it, you should read that. It really is good because he, he, uh, he, in a lot of ways, he is the superior Spider-Man. Like the stuff he does as Spider-Man is like, yeah, his, his ideas are in a lot of ways are better than what Peter was doing. Interesting. Yeah. You, you should read it. It's really, really good. But honestly, I think the most elegant thing for them to do would be, I honestly think they should just pare it down to just it should be a Peter versus Norman story. I think, and and, and I can't, I can't, I wouldn't be against that. I'm just saying, like, mm-hmm. but like with the t, like if they were gonna, I was just saying, if they're gonna do Sinister Six, I think that would be the best way to do it. Have mm-hmm. like maybe, you know, like because like especially with like the way the map works, you could have like. Five of the, like, the other five take over, like, a certain borough of New York. Right, right. So then it's like, okay, you're just kind of taking, you know, you're taking back that borough, but in doing so, you're you're progressing towards, you know, like, the, the final boss. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that. Oh, God. See, I, I don't pretend to be a, a very genius gamer, game developer either, though. So it's like, I, I think there's so <laughs> many things that peop- other people could think of. They would probably blow right. my mind because I would have never thought of them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. So we're pretty close to wrapping this up, huh? Yeah, I think I think we're I think we we've gotten the most in. Like I mean, like like I said, I I've got you know like we got our, our points across, and I we ha- I had some fun talking about it. And <laughs> I think the only the, the you know the, the only thing that really sits on my mind is like I didn't really know what I thought about Peter kind of retiring at the end of this game, even though you know it he, it's not going to last. No, but. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's you know, like I said, final notes. Great game. Play it, please. It deserves mm-hmm. to be played. It's better than the majority I, I, of games that come out these days. I honestly don't think we need to tell people play it because I'm sure anybody oh, that wants to play it is, is a <laughs> but. And yeah, and, and who's coming to like my my little podcast to get their recommendations for video games? 
<laughs> I'm just putting it out there, though. It is a game that is worth playing, and absolutely, I you know, and I will even say it's even worth the full price tag on it. I normally, ooh, uh, ooh. you know, you know well, no, no, you know how I feel about that seventy dollars yeah. price point. I hate it. I think it's the dumbest thing in the world, and I very rarely am going to pay it. It was worth it for this one. I mean, like I said, I've only done it twice now. It's with that one and with the. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom and Tears of the Kingdom was was worth it too. Oh, I will. I would put that one in there with the the no 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 regrets on the full price. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, there's not a lot of games these days. Like, there's even games I'm really looking forward to that I've been like, no, I won't buy it till it drops in price. Oh yeah, that's that's usually ninety nine percent of how I do it because it it's, goes it goes on a wish list and I'll wait for a price. Yeah, drop. it's just yeah, it's it, that's a whole other even conversation. If, even if it just drops to sixty, it's like okay, I'll pay that because I want those. I want developers to know, no, fuck off with your seventy dollar price point. Yeah, the the seventy dollar price point is is stupid and pointless, especially from the standpoint of there's no point in buying a game physically anymore except for on switch I will say that switch is great for physical but mo like Xbox and PlayStation like you might as well not even buy physical anymore because it all it mm-hmm. is is a proof of purchase you down mm-hmm. you put that game in your system it still downloads that game to your system mm-hmm. that's stupid yeah so yeah. To that extent, that's another thing. Is like, really, do a, Why should I pay seventy bucks for just a digital, digital thing when it didn't cost you anything extra? Because you didn't have to make any packaging. You didn't have to. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's just it's ridiculous. Well, and then that, well, no, that's how I feel about it too. Because their argument is, well, it's been sixty dollars for better part of twenty years now. Inflation, blah blah blah. It's like, well, you're not paying for shipping. Of physical product, you're not paying for printing of a manual because no nobody's putting a manual in these boxes anymore. Yeah. They're not paying. They're not paying for advertising because most of their advertising these days is just Twitch streamers st- streaming the game, and that's yeah. how word of mouth gets out there. It, yeah, they're not doing you know like because they're, they're not doing print ads and magazines and stuff yeah. anymore. You know? And then it's like, well, you want to take it to the the ultimate step though. It's also the fact that ninety percent of games that come out today aren't finished. So you're paying seventy bucks to be their game tester. Yeah, which is is, is bullshit. Which is not true in this case. Just putting that yeah. out there. This one, this game was extremely polished. Mm-hmm. I don't think I had any glitches in this game, so that's no. at least something. I heard people that were playing the uh, like developers or not developers, but uh, journalists that were given pre-release codes so they can re- play it and get ready for you know the review embargo to lift, and they could post their yeah. their review. Um, they were saying there were crashes and stuff, but apparently a lot of that went away on day, on the day one patch, which is fantastic. Well, no, that and that's that's the way it should. Like, yeah, I, I guess I get it because like I don't know how long before they the you know, the journalists got a chance to play it so they could write the reviews and everything, but. You know, that that would somewhat make sense. But the fact that there are so many games that are launched that are just broken at launch because they're like, mm-hmm. oh, we just want to get this to market. We'll fix right. it later. No, right. that is not good business. Well, like like Cyberpunk? Apparently it's good now. Three That's years later. I yeah, I, 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 you know what's funny is I have that game and I've yet to play it. I know. I, I, I'm going to play it. Uh, and here we are at the end of the episode. We're just tangenting. We, we yeah. shouldn't even be recording this part. Nah, it's, it's fun. But, <laughs> but anyway, uh, 
I'm going to play that at some point, but I think I'm going to wait until the DLC has a sale price. There you and go. Scra- and grab it all at once. Okay, yeah, you, you're probably right. Let's 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 wrap this bitch up. Um, yep. So with that, I will say thank you all for listening. And if you want to get a hold of me at the show, you can reach me at standstrongcast at gmail.com. So thank you to all the listeners. Thank you, Tony, for joining me yet again. Oh, it was my pleasure. I, we we end up having a lot more to talk about than I thought we would. So yes, we did. And so yeah. That. So with that, I will say, talk to you in two weeks. Bye bye.